Welcome to Life on the Loop Golf Podcast, hosted by Marcus Crow and the bold man, Patrick Ferdy. Two guys grinding it out, lugging bags and living the dream. Join us every Wednesday for Tales from the Course, casual conversation and a dose of golf banter. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on the socials at Life on the Loop 9. Episode 39. 39. Guest week. Guest week. We're in a foreign venue right now. Very foreign venue, actually. Actually, foreign venue for you, <laughs> not for me. This, I'm going to probably cut this out, but our guest has just chuckled down the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it silent. So, <laughs> so the listeners going to be like, what are they laughing at? That's true. That's true. Yeah, it, sh- it should be a belter. We're in a foreign venue, aren't we? I, I don't have a name for it, but I feel like it needs a name. It's foreign venue. Not what? so much a foreign venue for me. I, I know these ends quite well. Yeah, okay. this area, I used to go to college around. I thought you meant okay. So we're we're sat in a, in a garage or a garage. Yes. We'll have to. Th- we'll think about it. We'll, we'll think we'll of it. It'll pop, in our, it'll pop in our heads mid mid pod. But yeah, but I do. It's it's it is. It's a uh, golfer's golf addict kind of garage. Um, a lot of golf equipment, a lot of memorabilia, a lot of tour bags, a lot of golf shoes, and a mini children's jeep. Oh yeah. Love that. Which we'll try and get Marcus in after we do the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, no, we're, we're happy to be here. We got we got a, a we good got Bud Light in hand. hand. Sorry, Cause Light in hand, not Bud Light. <sighs> Wouldn't be Bud Light. Would not be Bud Would Light it? on this podcast. I'm sorry. Given the controversy yeah. lately, the Blue Mountains, Cause Light, shout out. Uh, so yeah, drinking. That's what we're doing. Oh we're yeah, drinking. yes, good point. I should do that. A little, a little real quick check. See what people said about your drinking streak. <laughs> oh yeah, let me hear it. Just really here. quick, because obviously Marcus was on a what two-week sober binge. Close. Close to two weeks. Mm. Worst two weeks of my life. Was it close? Other than exam week back in the day. Brilliant. Has that was Marcus in high school, not in college, though. Exams were easy in college. Oh. We only got one vote, and they said, no, you haven't ruined your streak, so I'm not happy. Was that you? No. Oh. No, so yeah, there we go. Well, it, he, he did ruin it, because we had a few at the dog the, the other dog night. The dog we did. Heineken. But yeah, I'd like to introduce a, uh, as I say, now a good friend, and he's done it, done it at the big stage. He's done it. He's done it on the big stage, and uh, yeah, Mr. Brad Bruner. Welcome. Welcome. Mr. Bruner. Welcome to my garage. <laughs> <laughs> the garage. But yeah, we're in, we're, in, we're in your garage. This is a nicely set out garage. That's just kind of one of my things, you know, car guy kind of. I like some nice cool car. stuff, right? Yeah, you do. You do you have a nice good. selection of and and actually a golf car, decked out. Yeah, it's quite. You, a car, you a car guy? I am. I, I actually rebuilt that entire cart after huh. the last season of my. You know, trying to get the mental back. I built from the ground up the frame, literally tore it down. Wow! From the frame, rewired, painted, Jeez. everything, lift kit. I did it all. So you're like you're Quality. like the, you're like the Mark Leishman of the Corn Ferry Tour for golf carts, not grass. Yeah, like, who was <laughs> yeah. who was the pimp my ride? You're like the exhibit of golf carts. <laughs> yeah, pimp my ride for grass. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's quality. But yeah, so Mr. Brad Bruner, yeah, very 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 good golfer. Caddy for him. Very good. About a month or two ago now, uh, but I will give I will uh, I'll give you the mic. Mr. Bruner, and uh, just give a little rundown of yourself whilst you rock on. I got the short straw here. I didn't get the I cool know. rocking chair. It was going to happen to somebody. It just I know. I took the short. I should straw. have been. Okay. A, 
nice host and not taking one, but they're I was they're brand new. This is their this is, this, is, this is your ends. I know. We're, we're visitors. You can sit on the floor if you want. Honestly, yeah. I've been doing a lot of yoga recently, actually, so I'm used to the floor. Got a lot of floor. beer here, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> the beers are in the middle. We're in a little triangle. There's yeah. just a, two coolers of beer in front yes. in between us all. Yeah, I love that. We, I was texting Brad today, and he, he told me that, and honestly, I got a little excited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if somebody told me that, that's what I'd be. I'd be like, you know what? That just made it even better. Let's, <laughs> let's, it's going to be a nice Friday. No, it was. It was. When, when we get the studio... Whether you like it or not, you will be uh, greeted with a transfusion when we get a studio. Because that's, 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 the, that's, the that's the long-term goal. Also, um, s- side note, his shirt is a transfusion. Brad's shirt. That's true. It is. I'm really a beer so. guy. Not, definitely not Bud Light, but you know, <laughs> this, is oh. a, this is a Butler transfusion <laughs> shirt for sure. It is. Butler National. Quality gaff. But yeah. What a place. Brad, appreciate you coming on. Just give us a little brief kind of little you know background and, and history of, of yeah, you, you how, we, how we got here and 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 how you know then we'll we'll lead in with some questions and give you a little bit of a grilling sure um it's kind of a full circle type of deal right i came out of school trying to find some sponsorship to play um went to unf for a couple of years and then came back home okay for a few years um, fortunate enough to pick up a sponsor, played some mini tours, mostly in the Carolinas as the e-golf tour back then. And, um, guy that was helping me out, uh, good friend got sick, diverticulitis, and he had to back out, which understandably, I mean, he sold his company, did all that, went back to old Mo, couple years looping, um, fortunate enough again to pick up a sponsor and. He was really the one that helped me out uh, for probably the last six years to play, give me the opportunity to play wherever, everywhere that I have, from the Latin Tour to, you know, the last few seasons on the Corn Ferry Tour, and uh, we've just we've met a couple places along the way, right? A couple rounds here and there, and um, that's us, right? That's it. That's this right? short synopsis. So, yes. so you, I actually didn't know this. So you were a looper yeah. where we where we carry out. Yep. But well, back in what years? Um, let's see, probably eight, nine, ten. Played the e golf tour, probably 11, 12, and then came back, probably 12, 13, and then worked my way status on Latin tour, played out there a little bit, and then Corn Ferry Conditional, maybe in 15, 16. Didn't get a start that year, I think. That's when they went to, at some point, they. They went when they went away from the PJ Tour cards to just Corn Ferry. My finish would have given me a full year on the Corn Ferry, but it got me diddly a fucking squat. Um, <laughs> diddly squat. <laughs> close I got was probably 12, 12 out from getting into a, an event in Brazil on the on the web that year. It was web web dot yeah, back then, yeah. Huh. Um, so it's just kind of it's just kind of how it goes. They're just you got to play some golf. Did you get your opportunity um, playing-wise on the e-tour from the members helping you out whilst caddying? Yes. Yeah. For sure. So, so, you, so you went from graduating college. Did you, um, straight from college, you went on the mini tours, but you really got your sponsorship through caddying? Yes. Yep. Nice. Um, you know, it just takes a lot of money to play professionally if you're going to do it right. And it took a while. A lot of people... I always would say that you'd have 
hundred people tell you they're going to do it, and then one guy does it. So hmm. you just have to be persistent. And the more I was focused and had a good plan and a business plan, and was able to literally hand the potential investor somebody something. It was that's kind of when it made the difference. But it was always a focus. But you know, that's my little piece of advice there. If that's what you're trying to do, the is that always your game plan? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just. Ever since going to a certain high school, I went there to for golf. All my decisions in my whole life since starting high school were based on golf. Going place I don't know anybody, just that was it. Well, you're a lefty, so you're quite unique as well. Yes, that is true. Um, Very good. As I caddied for you a couple of months back, tell you what, I've got a, a shot highlight that I'm going to mention in the pod later. But number 18, do you remember that? You drive. Over oh the tree. yeah! <laughs> yes, that unbelievable. Was nice. That was sweet. Yeah, that was that was pretty special. <laughs> that, was, that was nasty. You need a high tee for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do need a high tee. I saw that. T- I literally went past it today, and I looked. And I was like, knowing that we we're going to do this today, and I thought saw that shot, and I was like, how on earth did he get that up and over that tree? Um, ridiculous. Yeah, it's probably it was about a eight degree angle of attack <laughs> on a four inch tee. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, caddying for you, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was, first of all, the reason why it was nice is because you actually can hit well. a golf ball. <laughs> you could actually hit a golf ball relatively straight with a, some sort of shot. And so for me, it was just shooting numbers and you did the rest. Um, what do you think from a player standpoint, being on the corn ferry at the, the elite level, what do you think like gives a good caddy that recognition? Like what makes a good caddy? that that name like what makes a good caddy different from any other caddy on tour just carrying it back i mean as a player you know the thing that i think that gave me a little different insights because i had done it myself caddying for a while so i i viewed that job a little differently and in ways might have expected more out of my caddy because i knew what i would do and then it's like i know what that side is but it's always i, I know both perspectives of player which at times feels complicated on the course and caddy at times you're like oh man it's like it's just a freaking nine iron bud how did you miss the green and (laughs) put us in the worst spot possible and we missed the cut by one like what what the fuck (laughs) right so um to me a good a really good caddy out there is the guys that i probably respect the most um, they work hard in practice rounds, and they take notes. Um, there was a guy, they call him Peppers, caddied for, I mean, most recognizably Corey Connors um, for quite a few years. I think he's working with Mark Hubbard right now, but I first met him on Latin Tour, and he came out to Peru, and he had made – I was just impressed with him because he, he came out, right, and he made Green's books by hand jeez and i was like this is this is different level this is good shit right because you've had the experience before coming on to to land his experience before that i'm really not sure oh but was he a player i don't i honestly don't know he's a good awesome dude right he was actually caddying for marcelo rosso who's another friend um but he was uh i don't i was just like man this guy's doing yards books and he's he's hustling right he's selling for I was like, dude, I'll buy one, 20 bucks. Like, he would go to all the past pins, roll a putt, get a read to each one, 
give an idea, and he was selling it. So I was like, I got a lot of respect, but I'm like, if you have him on the bag, that's quite the advantage. Huge. Because huh. uh, Latin tour-wise, now I don't think they have to take caddies um, till the weekend. But when I was out there, you had to have a caddy all the time, and that was always a little bit of a struggle or a battle at times. If you get a guy, you know, if you don't speak Spanish or they don't speak much English – Mm. They're kind of just a bag toter, but to have if you literally had a local that knew something and it could be beneficial, but um, that's just wait. That's a rule. You have to take a caddy on the Latin tour. Yeah, you huh. had to have practice rounds and full rounds with a caddy. And now I think you can do practice rounds. That would that would be Latin in Canada, um, and the now I think you just need them on the weekend. Is, is a lot of the guys you're, on tour required hmm. to have money. Do they have their caddies? Or is it a lot of times you turn up at events and you there's a guy just waiting to be picked up? Cuz I know I know how it kind of works. Relatively kind of familiar with it, but if if you don't have a caddy who's traveling with you and you're not paying him, is a guys there available just you kind of pick them? Yeah, there's guys. I mean, it's it's pretty volatile out there in general, right? Like some guys you miss a couple of cuts with your guy that you've planned on for a year. Some guys are letting them go, right? So if that happens two or three times in the field or five times, right? So now there's five guys open. They might just go to another bag. It's just a big swap. But there's definitely um, – you'll have some locals. They'll, they'll sometimes be a caddy master for the course locally um, that will set some stuff up. There's always somebody to reach out to if you do need a caddy and you want to go local. Um, it's just week to week, but – I mean, generally, if you're looking higher up on the list, those guys have the same guys every week in, week out for the full year. Then going to the tour, you could look into those stats. That gets a little weird. Um, how long those guys last, I don't, I don't know. Again, I was able to go to the Corn Ferry and play a good amount of events. Haven't made it, never made it to the PGA Tour at this point in close. my career. So Were you close? Not, not through the Corn Ferry Tour, no. Um, but it seems even more volatile. These guys will have caddies. They're top five on the money list, and they might last four weeks on the regular tour, and then they're gone. Things just change. Seems like what? a lot of agents Jeez. and whatnot. What do you involved. look for? In it? What do you look for? What did you look for? Because now you're you're retired, and you're you're uh, you're looking into many of the things. But what what did you look for back then when you were when you were out there what, did, what was your kind of like okay i've got to make sure he has this this and this and then we can hopefully get along and i mean attitude was huge right just kind of the overall the vibe in general between the two but as far as work goes you know again the the good guys are going to go out there and make sure at one point during covid when we were playing so probably the last over the last three years right it was a wraparound year with covid so that was two years and then last year was a full year we had to get a new yardage book almost every year because the rules were changing with the grids on the greens. Wow. Hmm. And, I mean, one, it just felt like a whack over the head in general with the the way it was all going. You just got to buy a new book every week, and then you can't use old notes. Um, Why not? So the, I think the first change was the grids on the greens. They wanted to make them smaller, and they took out percentages to where it wasn't detailed. So they wouldn't show a percentage on the green under 4%. It's a course light, by the way. It's not a Bud Light. <laughs> In these courses, sometimes they'd change heads. Um, 
numbers would be different. So Kaz would have to go out and make sure, you know, we'll say out of however many heads are in the book, right? We'll say, I don't know, three, 400 numbers, yardage markers. If two of them are wrong and you get near one, you lose the tournament by a shot or two. That's what it comes down to, right? It's like... Fuming. Yeah. It's, it's just... And I've had it happen. Not sometimes my fault, sometimes somebody else. But it's like, even if it's over a couple of years, you always remember. You're like, man, that head was... Everyone's like, yeah, that head was fucked up. Jeez. You, it's not hard to lose yourself out there a little bit, especially like, I mean, last year I probably played 26 out of 34 weeks in a row, right? Wow. On the Corn Ferry, and it's... Jeez. You go out there, and you're just kind of like, before everything... I remember I had my first start, and I was ready for it, mentally ready, right? And then you're like, you maybe you go on a six-week stretch. I think in 18, I played 10 in a row to end the year, ended in Oregon. And you're just like... Drained. You don't even know who you are. It's just different. It's different than you thought it would be, in a way. Um... You know, a lot is that of where the mental side of the game just takes over? Like, how how do you prepare for that? How do you tell someone? How do you tell either you're like you know an aspiring pro or a caddy? How do you prepare? How would you have tacked it differently? Or you, you can't. It's just. I think you have to have a really good support system. I had a good support system, but still, it's like man. Early on, my wife would come out and she'd come to tournaments, and I always seemed to have my best weeks when I had family around. Or staying at a good friend's house with him and his parents or something. and Or having my wife out. And it just gets a little lonely. I mean, uh, you know, speaking candidly, the tour added a, a health section. So uh, we always have an app where we get all of our information from. Um, tea times, pro-am stuff, uh, member benefits, whatever. But they added a mental health section to... If you need to talk to somebody, you can. So they know that it's tough, that, that it gets tough. So I don't think it's talked about a whole lot because everyone's like, oh, you, you would play on the PJ Tour, you play on the Corn Freight Tour, it's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. Yes, it can be. The golf yeah. is awesome. You're there with your buddies. You guys get to have lunch. Practice rounds are great. You have a good week. It's awesome. It always pays off. You feel great with a top 10 or a win or whatever. Um, but the in-between stuff is what gets interesting is that why do you think a lot now that you see because we we had uh pepsi on um stephen hill uh about a month or so ago when it was the valspar and you know it's important to have a good support system and a good caddy to maybe get you through those times right but obviously if you can't when you're on coming through the the kind of the the mini tours and the corn ferry tour, you you can't really hire someone year round and pay them a salary because at the same time you're trying to make money. So having a good caddy that's going to be pretty instrumental to how you perform, right? Is that got a little bit to do with it? Or I think it's good. I think it's important for sure. I mean, my first, you know, if I I don't, I'm trying to think how many probably fifty five to sixty starts I probably had on the corn ferry and. The first 30 were probably with conditional to where maybe you get an exemption and then I played well and parlayed it into 13 events on the year, right? Like, But at that time, with the reshuffles, they'd reshuffle every week, so it would be hard to have a caddy fully commit to you because you're not guaranteed. So, yeah, you're finding a new guy, like you're saying, every week. And is it locals? Is it another guy that dropped 
off somebody else's bag. Um, that's tough. Hard to get rid of them. Yeah, you're learning Hard to get rid somebody of new you're every in week, your own, and they're learning yeah. you. Side note, quick side note. What do you think about Live, Live Golf? The Livski? Yeah. <laughs> the Livski. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just saw a video of Chase Kefka who... Uh, had a hole in one. It looked like a massive party after Dude, that thing. That hole in one was nuts. That was that was pretty sick. The music that he had to it was like Lil Uzi coming <laughs> coming up to the uh, yeah was, coming up to hit. That's a crazy little deal. I don't know. I think it's it's definitely made the tour think about what they're doing, and they've obviously made changes, right? Like it's Phil's whole thing of making them just more proactive about the players and not just kind of holding their hand. I don't know. It's Okay, they throw out a lot of money out there. If if Liv threw a contract at you, are you going to play? Hundred percent. Oh, come on! Yes, Bruder, come on, Bruder. Hello, on. yes, you my garage to- would be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> you have two of these houses. <laughs> that 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 S five would be would would be R S five. Yeah, would be an R S five or a Maserati. <laughs> RSQ eight. I don't know. Have they got any lefties actually? This, the live tour. Uh, did Bubba go? Oh, okay. Bubba, Bubba went. He's pretty Bubba's, good, right? Yeah. He's one like Draco too. He's not bad. Them green ones. Yeah, All right. <laughs> the greenies. I don't know. The live is, man. It's. What oppor- I understand why all the guys do it. Like a lot of them are like, man, this is generational money. And again, they're these are the same guys that are used to doing what I said, but even longer than me at a young age. And they're just like, I just want to hang out with my family. I want to be home. To me, it makes to me it makes complete sense. I mean, aside from the political side, right? Like, just as a job, we're never guaranteed money besides sponsorship money, and then. That's your own deal, whatever you figure out. Um, but to be guaranteed money to sign up to play, and I don't know, they're trying to take care of those guys. You you like it? You the like the concept tour? of it? Yeah. I've honestly never even watched any of the live tour. Oh man, I, me neither. Not we went, we went to an event because we've been to an event. Well, we, yes. Besides that, we went to the one in Bedminster. Did you? And Trump was there. Did you? Yeah, and there oh, was, was it? it was honestly. I, I saw it last week. It looked. Um, I loved it. Sorry, you haven't just str- struggling to open this. I beer can't right? open it. <laughs> come on. Well, you got to hold the top, and then come on. I'm waiting for you to open this. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Come on. This is no, a make sure you're not a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was, wait, I was waiting to continue. <laughs> it's this not Bud Light. <laughs> it's not a Bud Light. No, it's not. <laughs> oh God. So dumb. Jesus. No, but we were we were in Bedminster, and we did see it. And Trump was there, and I loved it. No, it was good. We were throwing our it. beers. Was it fun? It was. It was actually really fun. Donald yeah. Trump was throwing beers into the crowd. Don't get me wrong. That wasn't a highlight, but it was just so different. It's pretty good. To a PGA event, it was just more like party. There was a dry, There was a guy on a tee. I don't know. I've forgotten his name. I have a photo on my phone. He was smoking a cigar oh, and yeah. sipping a cocktail whilst playing in the same group as Bryson Sean Norris. Sean Norris. Norris. Sean Norris was playing in the same group as Di- Bryson DeChambeau was, and Patrick Reed, and he was having a cocktail in his hand and a cigar. And then man he was dead. On man was dead last, but he's got a guaranteed paycheck. Just having a jolly, just smoking a stogie. <laughs> it was so funny. That's. I mean, you know, sounds like the Champions Tour. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> 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 guaranteed money, those guys. Gu- guaranteed money, cigar in hand. That was funny. That might be uh, on a on another note. That's probably 
the hardest tour to get on to Sen- gain status seniors? to. Really? Yes. Even other than PGA Tour? Yes, harder. Wow. Because they, they only have... If you make it to their finals, to the Q school, you have to be top five to get status at finals. Or you don't get anything. Yes. And then, I believe, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure, because one of my buddies in the area played there first time last year, um, finished 31st. You had to be top 30 to keep your card. Or you're going back. Top 30. And then then top five. At final stage. So, I think, again, I think they only have a first and a finals, but still, like... You could have a good week. You could finish sixth. You're not getting. You're not getting guaranteed full I'm starts. About the champions tour, dude. Crazy, I've never for the dude. I'm gearing store. up for it. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You would be. up for it. You're going for, You're going on forty one this year. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Um, don't they have the finals at TBC Tampa? They have. They did have it. I think they're going back between here and I. I be- I want to say Arizona, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Tampa I haven't gotten that old yet. Choice. Bruno's coming out of retirement. I have a good chance to still. play. I just don't like to travel anymore. I just want to be. I want to be a dad. Enjoy the family and be dad. Out golf cart around the neighborhood to the lagoon. He's living the dream. He's got an S five. He's got a pimped out golf cart. We're sitting here doing a podcast, sipping on the Coors Lights, the Blue Mountains. They're cold too, boys. They huh? Are, right? I mean, if not, we'll, we'll take it. Sure? We got more. I do. I do rate a Coors Light as well. When you did text me that, I was like, I texted Mike the American Dream. You did. I did. He didn't <laughs> respond to it. I was like, ah, maybe, maybe he didn't like that. Uh, he hates me. Yeah. I was probably holding a baby. <laughs> with a cool with light. light. Yeah, cool light. <laughs> no, I waited. I didn't want a pregame on you guys, so I waited for you. <laughs> I love That's it. That's funny. All right, let's talk about, I want to talk about Wilkie. Wilkie. From where we caddied. Well, we've all caddied. Yes. Wilkie loves you. Wilkie, Wilkie's the Loki obsessed with you. I, I, I love, love Wilkie. In a healthy way. And, we, and <laughs> yes. I love Wilkie. We all I love Wilkie. Wilkie. He's the man. So he's, he looped for you when you were doing some pro stuff, right? Yeah. How, how did that come about? How did you end up choosing him? I, I mean, so a lot of it started when a lot of the events we did were actually in Chicago. And I don't know what it is with me in Chicago. I always play well in Chicago. But, you know, the only other factor is... Is fucking Wilkie. Whoa. It's, it's true, though. Like, <laughs> I always say Chicago. I've I've played some of my best golf tournament-wise in Chicago. Um, me and Wilkie had the lead after a couple days at the Highlands, Chicago Highlands. I don't remember what year it was. They're all kind of blending together at this point, especially, I don't know. And then Q School, me and Wilkie did there, a little sixth place. I don't know. But he was so he was working with uh, an airline, and that's where he was based out of as well. And he would go to Butler and Loop, so it was always like, huh. it kind of always worked. So how did you meet him? When oh. early on, um, when I was caddying out there, probably uh, John will tell me if I'm wrong, but probably you know oh eight oh nine for sure. One of the, back in the day when I was early caddying, hmm. he was out there just. It was a nice yard back then, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it was. course was mint. Fucking mint. I mean, you'd be able to walk. You could see a ball mark on the green from 120 yards away. Like, these things would be... That place was so perfect. Every huh. every bunker was unbelievable. I don't know. The glory days, in my opinion. So what was the first tournament with Wilkie? 
When did you when did, did was it like you obviously you knew him Honestly, from, I think it was that one that's on the wall. I honestly think it so, was. Some of the names we by got the out way, on, a, on on this wall are on absolutely fantastic. Heater. So I'm going to try and step over the equipment right now but you got Adam Svensson up here. You got yourself at the top. Curtis Thompson. Curtis Thompson. Lexi's brother. I think Jaeger was up there. Um, yeah, that was the year three. when um, Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris actually tied yeah. the course record that it's called myself and Mito Pereira shot in round two. But he shot in on the final round. Who's the best player you've played with? Or like the one you've been most impressed with? Who have I been most impressed with? Um, I don't. It's kind of changed over the years, but man, I mean, we were playing a practice round, and I, I I brought it up to him at one point. It's just it's just funny how things change, right? Over the years, like I remember when I was in high school, I played with Sam Saunders in a match. Oh yeah, and I was like, he was the man back back then in high school in the in this general area for Florida and whatnot. I believe he he was obviously he was over in Orlando, but. Um, I ended up playing a, you know, some practice rounds with him and Eric Cole last year. Um, we'd get some games, but it was I brought it up to him. He's like, "Yeah, I remember that." But he would bomb the driver back then, right? I was like, "This fucking guy, like I hit it pretty good, but he's bombing it." And we're out there playing, it, and now he's not hitting it that far. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. Um, there's always just weird memories. Like I played with Jimmy Walker at sectionals one year early on when I was probably twenty, twenty one, and was like pretty impressed. Like, but I just remember he would be hitting four foot or six feet past all day. I'm like, man, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, you were about to have that the was comment. His never year. up, never in, weren't you? What's that? <laughs> you were about to do the comment. Hey, Jimmy, remember, never up, never in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm get, over here just hey, trying Jimmy, to hold together, right? Like, gave it a run, Jimmy. Gave it a go. <laughs> I, just, I remember that, though. It was like, it was me, him, and uh, Cliff Kresge. And Cliff Kresge, I remember, played a really solid morning round and then shot like 42 on the back to miss it by two. This was in oh. 08, actually, when because um, Rocco Mediate actually qualified at the same site when he played Tiger. At at Tory, right? Was it Tory? Yeah. Yep. Oh wait, yeah. Jeez. So that was that year. So yeah, that was a while ago. But that was my experience. But Rocco was in a playoff at that site to get to the open. Yeah, that's crazy. That year. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's gonna have like the, like the Corey, crazy the Corey Connor story too. I think that's crazy. That right? I I, I mean that's nuts. He's. Again, nice lefty. Played with him on Latin a, a few events. I remember him us getting paired together. Then, you know, he gets through, does his thing, and I don't know. Monday's in and gets the dubski. There he goes. See ya. Playing the Masters. What? What do you think the difference? Like, what held you back from like making it to the PGA Tour? I wish I could answer that with a right answer. I don't really because like to for be us watching like. We'll, we'll caddy and like we'll see he'll be like Jesus Christ what a shot what a shot how can you be this good at golf you know I know it's silly I mean I just want to I just want to emphasize right now how good this man is like Brad Bruin I've played with you and I've caddied for you both times pleasure it, it, this, you both hit, times you, for pleasure 
With pleasure, yeah. Playing golf? Oh, yeah. And so... <laughs> Coors Light pleasure. We should tag Coors Light, get a little sponsor. Yeah, we should. Yeah, right. We should, really. Yeah. We, you, I'll, I'll add my address in if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> going to see like 150 ca- crates, not crate, not cases, crates of Coors Light at, you know, come to your house. The boys. But no, like, some seriously, seriously good golf and some seriously good shots. Um, so it is. It's like, what, what, what is the difference? And there's no real answer because you've done it at the highest. I, level. I think that it literally comes down to at the level of the Corn Ferry Tour of having getting that win for a week, right? Like some guys, the guys that you see. So uh, here's an interesting statistic, right? Like in the wraparound year, there was only one guy that made it in the top 25 in the wraparound COVID year that did not get a win, and that's Ben Coles, and he. Fuck, he might have been 24th or 25th on the list, but he didn't have a win. But he was solid all the time. But again, he had played on the tour. It's either you make it happen early, right? You get your win, you break out, and you're just kind of like, boom. You get that confidence, or you're constantly trying to find it, right? Like my best event last year, I think I finished fifth in Louisiana. And third round, I think I shot two or three over and I lost the tournament by two shots with my worst round otherwise being four under. Jeez. Yeah, so it's like wow. one day you so look see- back and you're like, you're a fucking douche, right? Right? What are you doing? Um, That's insane. Played that round. I remember I played that round with Mark Hubbard and Peter Uline, third round. Both tour guys coming off the PGA Tour, so not really nervous, but and I knew them both, but god you just gotta play four good rounds that's really what it is right like played good rounds and you end up finishing fifth and lose by two with a with a bad sunday but if that's a good week right say i get a win then okay well if you get a win out there you're guaranteed another two years so it kind of extends your effort right to only need another good week or put two weeks together and then you can get to the tour um and some but some guys are just consistent which is, I think, that's what I always thought about my game, but it just didn't carry over enough. With uh, this last year was my first, my only year with full status. I was thinking it was going to carry over a little better, but you know, things are different. Like, not in a bad way. I'm so glad I have my family, but it's just you got to be selfish with your time. To me, yeah. you really do, and I just. My wife does amazing stuff with our kids, and I just always want to try to help. Even if I didn't, I just it was always there. I just want to help, and I just want to be a good dad. And it's you kind of have to be selfish. And when I when I think about great athletes in general, like I mean, the best in my opinion, right, would be you're thinking about someone like Tom Brady, right? Like, what does his life look like? What does he as a dad? I'm not saying anything against him at all, but man, he's you got to pick a side. You can't do it all. You're right. I mean, even Tiger, with what happened, right? I know. It's, you know. it's Tiger. Yeah, look yeah. at Tiger in our sport. What? Uh, let's switch topic. Do you have a favorite course that you've played? Like a number one? Tournament-wise, just in general? What, what do you think? What do you think? I, I, guess, I guess both. Like if, if there was like a course, you're like, I've got one round of golf left. Ooh. This place is incredible. Mm, that's a good one. Let me, let, me, let me do the setting here. 
You're you're there on a rocking chair sipping a Coors Light. It's fucking rocking. It literally chair, is. Thing, huh? You are. You're sipping there on a Coors Light. You're, you're 75 years old, and two English dickheads come by and go, "Listen, <laughs> you've only got one chance to play one golf course, and then as soon as you finish the round in four hours or less, you know, play, have fun, play fast." <laughs> what course would that be? It's a good question. I mean. There's only, like, if I'm going to, the, the few courses that come to my head, right, they're just situationally. Maybe one was where it is because of who I was at the time, and it felt big. Um, was able to qualify for the USAM at Chambers Bay in 2010. That place was, and there was four holes when it was set up for the USAM that nobody made a birdie. 312 guys in the field, zero birdies over four holes, hmm. which is ridiculous. Right? Yeah. These are the best guys in the world. Wow. Um, would I say it's my last course? I don't know. I had some beautiful views, like from the clubhouse. Like, if you're sitting, having an experience in the clubhouse, looking down, you could see the entire golf course and the Puget Sound in the background. Like, sick, right? View from the clubhouse, best I've ever seen. Hmm. I'm gonna give it that. Chambers Bay. Chambers yeah. Bay. Like, just I remember they had a clam chowder soup up there. It was like, I mean, literally, <laughs> seriously, like these are the things that are coming <laughs> to my mind. I thought he wanted to play golf. I just wanted to go to the clubhouse. It is have chowder. Great. He's I mean, left the clubs at home. <laughs> it's like, a lobster bisque. It could have oh, sucked, and it probably would have tasted good with the view. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That honestly, that honestly reminds me of when me and Ferry played in Bayonne in New Jersey, and I remember me and Ferry looking at each other like twelve-year-old girls, sipping on a watermelon pressed vodka cocktail. Remember that? The halfway house? I'm sorry, I'm more worried about the fact that you know how 12-year-old girls look at each other. <laughs> Just because it's exciting. 12-year-old boys then. 12-year-old boys look at each other with a, with a watermelon-pressed vodka smoothie. Oh, yeah, I mean, you thinking that. that we've literally made it. We're on top of the world. Yeah. We could have died after that round. It would have been fine. It was unbelievable. All right, let, let's rattle on. We had a brief intermission, and you were, you were giving us a few insights into a story you had with some illegal substances yes if you want to enlighten just just fill the listeners in because it was quite entertaining this is probably back in 18 maybe 19 season i think it was the 18 and i was getting um it's kind of on the bubble every week conditionally and i had a buddy I ended up failing a test earlier in the year for for the marijuana and um I was first alternate, got a call Wednesday night, and they're like, you're in. And then, you know, everybody's buddies, and they're like, yeah. So-and-so was like, hey, he's going to get tested again. You just know which weeks are going to happen and which aren't. <laughs> like, some, they're just, the guys know. Were they targeting this testing. guy? What's that? Do you think they were targeting this guy? I don't know, but he, sometimes it seems that way, but, you know, you never know. Anyways, he backed out. I got in. Ended up being a good week. Probably finished sixth, but um, it's just funny how that all works out. Um, but I think we were we were then talking about some some mental stuff, and <laughs> I was paired with Sam Burns in the last round, and he was just getting up to it, hitting six footers like it didn't matter. He already secured his card at that point, but I think he finished second that day to Sepp Straka, who that was in eighteen. Yeah, he won, and. Huh. I just couldn't believe it. I never seen anything like it. Like, 
again, like I told you guys, I worked with Bob Rotella a little bit, and he was a Rotella guy, Burns, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is before I worked with Bob, and I couldn't believe it, just hitting four and six <laughs> footers on the first hole, slick ones. The greens were quick. This is Kansas City, and it was like they don't have the event there anymore at uh, Lions, Lions Den, I believe it was, and he would cash them. Didn't matter. But I think there's something to that, though, with golf in general. Like, playing like you don't care. Yeah. Just being reactive. Just balls to the wall. Yeah. But it was funny, though, how it worked out. Me getting a start because of somebody failing a test, a drug test early in the year. Already secured his card. Knowing there's going to be another test and could get it. He's like, yeah, it's not worth it. So he backed out. I got in, and it was a nice week. <laughs> Man didn't want to risk it. He did want to risk it because he knew he was going to fail. Does that happen a lot on tour? I haven't seen many stories like More that. Often. But More it was like, this is late in the year. There was a special situation, right? He had already locked it up. So he's like, could only be bad, right? Like, uh. is, he, is he missing out on potential money? Yes, but he's already secured a tour card. So he's like, nothing's worth he's it then. Fun. <laughs> live the dream. But before we like we wrap up, we, we've, we've, got, we've got some good stuff here. I want to throw it back to like your caddying days at our place now. So you were there long before us. Do, do you have any like crazy memories or do you remember seeing anything crazy or any ridiculous alcohol situations or anything from your time looping where we <laughs> <course>. are? Let <laughs> me hear them. It Get goes out saying. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the best was this older guy right this is just a beauty smoked a lot of weed this guy and we're carrying the regular saturday men's game everybody had regulars if you're in the group right and we're on number what is it uh seven par three he's going to point out a spot for his player to have a read right bends over points to the spot walks away unknowingly his big sack of bud falls out on the ground <laughs> in the men's game, the normal men's local <laughs> game. And they're like, you dropped your sack <laughs> on the green. He's 20, 20 feet away at this point. He had no idea. It was just hilarious. Just <laughs> funny. Did, did they care or not? They, they were, they were, were laughing. They were laughing, right? Like this is obviously before most of the medical face had went <laughs> into effect but yeah they were like yeah go figure but um i'd seen a couple things where there was a story back then i he might still be there <laughs> he might know this story if he's listening but the huh. guy was um basically looping for free telling a new member hey i'll i'll just let me charge all the drinks on your account and i'll just loop for free no way that was a day ender. That was a. That was he was gone for at least a couple of years. I Whoa! Mean, what? I'll just drink. I'll just drink on your account. Yeah, that, was a, that was a new member too, and he's like, he didn't know. So, did he? Did he let him do it or not? He did it, but then he brought it up to the pro shop, and then it was like, oh, that's not a normal thing. So that caddy was gone. Oh, that was under, that is elite under old <laughs> caddy master. You know, Marty. That's that another. That's, that's Marty, another topic, actually, yeah. right? Old caddy master. That was. We were never there for him, but we've heard the stories that he was. Oh, I'd be done. He was something else. I'd be done. My lateness would have been. I'd be done. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about Marty. 
when people look at him now, they're like, man, he was actually really good. Because <laughs> he was, if you showed up and did your job, he respected you. If you were a guy that would drink and then it would cause you to be late and miss loops, yeah, you're dead to him. Huh. Right? But I'd never miss a loop. If you if you showed up and did a good job, he had your back. Like he he literally he had your back and he was very fair. He went by the book. He'd go by the list. It was an order of merit. Starts on Monday, goes down the list, you get looped back in. It was it was very he was military style, right? And it was a lot of guys I think thought that was looking back at it now, it's it's pretty solid. Hmm. He he still comes around every now and then. Maybe maybe once or twice a season, he'll just pop round. And like everyone's like kind of like anxious around him. <laughs> it's, I feel like you've got to be a little, little bit anxious. I've only ever heard the stories, but yeah, everyone's kind of... The old boys even, are... Even, have even you seen Mav. him? Yeah. Have you seen him? Always wears his uh, like cowboy crocodile hat. Dude, he would wear sunglasses in the middle of night in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> in the caddy annex. It'd be pitch black. We're like, what the fuck, Marty? Is, is he doing with sunglasses on? I love Marty. But he was... You're like, what is he doing? It's pitch black out. Mahath had the, the pod on, on Outlet Play today. He loves it. He loves it. What a guy. He asked me every Wednesday. He's like, is the pod out? I was like, yes. 7 a.m. Every, every Wednesday. Wednesday. He loves it, huh? And then, loves it. Mahath loves it? Yeah. Mahath loves Godfather? it. The Godfather? The <laughs> Godfather. His daddy. My daddy. That's your daddy. He's my daddy. <laughs> Every Wednesday, he'll put it on the podium on his full blast. Just playing the app. Quality. He loves it. He, he'll, 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 Mahath's he'll, the man. He used to do a lot of loops with Mahath back in the day. Oh, yeah. He was a looper, right? Oh, I was looping with Mahath, Maharin. Like, those guys were... We were on the loop. Yeah. Life on the That's loop. That's crazy. I'd, I'd love to see my half on a loop. Oh, my God. Honestly, the bit <laughs> you're, you're caddying for, for one of our friends in the uh, U.S. Open qualifier. I might, get, I might pay my half to, pay, to, to caddy for me on Monday. You uh, won't do it. <laughs> imagine my half on the bag on Monday. It'd be I'm easy to walk and cough. We asked him a few weeks ago. He's not having it. <laughs> He's not that looping. So Doesn't want to loop. He don't want. He, no, he's done. Bob's, done. Bob's still looping. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, What's your plans going forward? Are you trying to play any more golf, or um, you going to teach, or uh, the main focus is teaching? I got a, a, a couple ideas going on here, and of growing it, and um, it's been fun. I I still, you know, I didn't stop playing because I didn't think I could play. It just wasn't the right thing for me anymore i don't i'm slowly getting the urge to want to play competitively do you still think think the game's there yeah i just the more i practice i just took a good amount of time off after this last year and it was just you know when you saw me hit a couple good drives but otherwise it was kind of pretty blah but it's just a different game it's like before i was very focused and then now it was just kind of more business golf and it's kind of fun and it, it's different but that could be good no like you feel a little less pressure it's like i think it is it's all it's all it's so it's so funny right like um who's the kid right now he's out there um ben he 
he went he he stepped away like a couple of my buddies even Kevin Roy Kevin Roy's local you guys know Kevin yep Kevin used to cutty he used to loop at. as well yeah yeah Pelican over at Pelican and now he's on the tour right we traveled together a little bit last year and uh, a good buddy and he stepped away for a year or two selling medical equipment and then he just huh. he's uh, went on a on a fucking heater right and he's PGA Tour this year I don't know yeah that's so crazy. a lot of these guys are kind of. They get rejuvenated, stepping away. I, th- oh, I think well, so. I played with you first time. good buddy of mine was like, hey, when I was in the golf industry, he wanted to play the club that I was at. And that was the first time that I was really introduced to tour golf. So a good buddy of mine was like, hey, can you, can you get us out at the club that I was at at the time a couple of years ago? Um, those guys played. And they were like, oh, join us in the back nine. So long, long story short, we, we played a game of Wolf, and I lost about close to $200. And trying to square up to these guys playing off scratch, right? That's when I knew these boys were really, really good. But it was when I met you again, and I carried for you. I got on your bag, and we were on the 18th tee. And you were you were just you know you were just shooting around you you were playing different kind of shots and you were you know you were around even, and I said to you on the tee I was like I mean you can hit four iron or three iron and you'll yeah. have like a nine iron in or eight iron or you can hit driver and get a little saucy, and and I was like what's your I told you I was like what's your line he was like over the tree, and if you knew what club we carry at from the tips on the right hand side to go over that tree you've got to you've got to launch this like a sand iron like a sand wedge yeah and I looked at him I go alright there, there you go there's your driver alright good, good that, luck yeah, that's all right, the dumbest mate. thing I've ever heard but <laughs> good one dickhead <laughs> nice. Let's see it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a ball in the pocket. And I literally had it on a note. Me and, me and Faraday shared the notes for, for, for the pod. And I literally remember, I was like, when I interview Bruno, I'm like, I'm going to make sure that we remember the shot. This shot was ridiculous. Is that one of the most, honestly, seriously, is that one of the most impressive shots you've actually hit? Just, just nonchalant, just... I mean, you genuinely hit that about 150 feet in the air with a driver. Oh, at least. With an 8 to 9 degree loft yeah, no, driver. Yeah, that's crazy. It, well, the, and it went a long way, yeah. right? That was the thing. It wasn't a... It you was had a 9 iron in. A pure... No, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not usually... Don't like to toot my horn, but that was fucking pure. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, so I only play certain tees, as goofy as that is, right? But for situations like that, like if I played a normal standard length tee... I could not hit that shot because I could not get it up high enough into the air. And there was a lot in event, again, this event in Peru, where there's a tree on the corner. Either you hit four iron out and you can hit a sandwich in, or you, if you can cover it basically same as that, over this corner right in front of you, you can drive the green. And I would take the line. <sighs> like, that was just, I was like, fuck, I can, if you can hit it, go for it. But... You know that was that was, was sweet. That, that's that's fun. That's the thing about golf, like. But that's the talent. That's the talent you have, and that that yeah, it, it is. It's like, you know, people stop playing golf, like like yourself. Right now, you're not competitive, right? Yeah. You got a really good gig of what you're doing. You're teaching out at out at Plantation Palms, which is awesome. 
but a part of me just thinks like guys like you who've got the talent you have and who've done it on the stage there you wants to get it back no I mean, it's always fun right because it's <laughs> like 66 anywhere is gonna make you cash yeah right if you can do it here you can do it there it's just getting the mental right and just really being comfortable doing it it's like if, if anybody comes to me and they're like they want to get better and they're really serious i'm like you need to play as many tournaments as you can to be as comfortable mm. and be yourself as much as possible like you see the guys on tour they hit crazy shots at times when bryson was doing his thing with driver he's taking lines that are stupid but the weeks where he hits it well he's gonna it's gonna be hard to not win right it's just using whatever you have really i don't know i mean everybody's good at something you gotta just exploit it under pressure yeah and do it under pressure and uh, on a professional level yeah and that was and that was a pressure shot on 18 (laughs) it was it was either whether all right this guy's got a bit of talent or he's just you're right we had a a nice nice shot bud you scored it right into the trees yeah okay (laughs) i I literally i literally talked to myself as well i was like this dickhead's taking this line (laughs) who does he think he is you think he's playing the corn for all right let me see it smoked that I literally remember I was go. that's the most impressive genuinely swear on my life that was the most impressive shot I've ever seen seriously <laughs> I'm dead serious it was it, it was you've got a nine, it was pure you've got I'm an 8 you. to 9 degree driver hitting it genuinely pitching wedge height and you've hit it 320 yeah no that was good anyway that was good that was a good par <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny great finish solid finish <laughs> great two part yeah. Nice two foot there, Dick. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Are you kidding? We almost hold it in the air. Caddies in general are the really good ones are a little underappreciated, I think. And they're definitely overlooked from the TV perspective, right? Like you're gonna get the okay, bones, right? Yeah, bones, right. Well, amazing. Yes, he is amazing, but there's so many good there I shouldn't say there's so many good caddies. I think that the really good caddies are few and far between, but hmm. they're with the best players. And there's a reason the guys that are the best in the world are as good as they are because they have a good partner. And I think it's huge to have that team, that teammate that just complements their game. Do do you like to like hang out with your caddy outside of golf? Or do you want it to be like professional? We're doing this. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, to me, right? If I look back, it's like, man, I want to be chill. Like, yeah. I like to just have a good time. The more you're yourself, again, the more you're yourself, this is a straight from Rotella, the more you are yourself, the better you're going to play. So, like, you, you and Wilkie, would, would you and Wilkie, like, get dinners? We would. Yeah. He would take me to the best, you know, in Chicago, the best pizza places, oh, right? Oh, Wilkie would. A couple beers, pizza. The one year, I believe, he ate some pizza. We both had the same... I don't know. He got food poisoning. He got fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wilkie's well, killed you. <laughs> he, no, but he made it work. Like, he, he stuck it out. I remember one day, he was just like, couldn't talk all day. On the... Lo- oh, during the round. Yes. Oh. Jesus. Do you remember that? Where that was? I think it was Grimaldi's, so... I do I like Grimaldi's, it. It was, oh. but it Man's wasn't had a margarita pizza, and he's absolutely done himself. Wilkie, I know Wilkie's going to be listening. Guy loves the loop. <laughs> He does. He loves he, it. He, so actually, I, funny enough, you should say that. He didn't know. He didn't know. I didn't tell him that we were interviewing you, right? And <laughs> I was on the loop a couple of days ago. I think it was Wednesday. 
and Wilkie possibly had we we if you listen to the last episode, Brad, we me and Ferdy had a shocking week of golf. And so by the second or third hole I go to Wilkie, I go, Wilkie, how do you do this? He had he had a shocking golfer. A guy who yeah. really couldn't make contact and I was like, This is god awful. And Wilkie goes to me on the on the, we're walking <laughs> up five and he looks at me, square in the face, dead serious, he goes they don't he, make and he goes, Bruno was worse. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me square in the face and goes, they don't, they don't make caddies like me anymore. <laughs> and I looked yes. at him, I was like, sorry? I was like, Wilkie, what do you mean? I was like, John, what do you mean? He goes, they don't make them like me anymore. I go, explain. He goes, I've caddied the high, at the top level. He goes, now I'm caddying for this shit. <laughs> i tell you what, I'm having some fun. This, I mean, Wilkie was setting the guy up. The guy was teaching him how to, like, give the grass a haircut. I mean, teaching him how to hit a golf ball, you know. It was just god-awful. And Wilkie was like, honestly, I have sometimes more fun teaching, teaching, carrying for these guys than I do on tour. And oh. I just thought he'd appreciate that. Because he was like, they don't, the word for word, they don't like, they don't make caddies like me anymore. <laughs> we actually should get him on because he's actually a funny guy. He is. He's a beauty. That that would be funny. He's a beauty. But yeah, I thought I, I thought I'd just end on that because Wilkie Wilkie had a Wilkie's guy was brutal, brutal <laughs> to the point where the guy actually didn't know how to hit certain shots around the greens. The really? the only way I can add to that being at the course we're talking about, there used to be a scorecard in the annex that was the worst score ever shot. I believe it was about one fifty two. Oh, it was. On the wall <laughs> as the worst, but, you know, you get those guys. I want to keep every score, right? I want to keep yeah. all my shots. 152. The only thing I can compare to that is I caddied in a foursome that wanted to play a scramble. You know, that's bad immediately in a non-tournament day where I believe they shot about 92. Four-man scramble. It oh was my atrocious. Sorry. Horrible. Wow. Few listeners, a scramble is basically you're taking the best shot from all four or five, however however many are playing in the scramble. Yeah. So you, at worst, you're you're making bogey probably, right? Yeah. Most most yeah. of the time. I mean, you got four goes at every shot. I mean, most tournaments, right? Most charity stuff you, is like a, Bruno, a you par is your friend. Ninety what? Ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety three. That's, that's twenty like that. over par. It was at the club. atrocious. Whoa. They had a great time too, which is what it's all about. <laughs> That, that is <laughs> clearly, yeah. clearly you did as well. They had yeah. a better time than the caddies, yeah. that's for sure. I know. What Anybody as well. knows, of course, the amount of bunkers that were raked that day was. I know what happened to pathetic. Well. You said, you know, guys, don't pay us. Just let me drink what I want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's unbelievable, by the way. That's yeah, that shocking. was a, that was a day. So that 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 is last day. So actually. funny. That's that's actually another story of um, our old guest Liam Ainsworth. He uh, he actually had a guy. A caddy that he would, after caddying, he would sell foursomes. Do you remember the story? He yes. used to sell foursomes at one of the where Justin Rose won his at Marion. He used to sell foursomes at Marion on Facebook Marketplace, and mm. they would show up and they would try. They they would be like, yeah, yeah, we're here. You know, Liam sold us a foursome. You know, one of the pros. Yeah, we're here to play. And they would look at them, look at <laughs> these guys with like ten heads. Like, uh, sorry, no, we don't. We don't sell foursomes here. What was he getting for a foursome? Probably a thousand dollars. Dude, it must be at least a grand. At least a grand. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. And I was, uh, sorry, who sold you this foursome? 
<laughs> man got fired ASAP. Caddies, man. Undefeated. Oh, man. Literally. They're funny. a different breed. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, but, yeah. We I feel like we should probably wrap it up, you know? Wrap it up. We've wrap been up. So, on for so a bit. When we wrap the loop up slash the pod, Bruno, we got a little... It's kind of a fun on... Was it you explained it fairly? The 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 joke on the was it I live don't laugh love it or something? Is. Live laugh love. Live laugh love. You know that you ever seen that? Live laugh love. It's like people have it in their houses, typically girls. Typically girls in the in their bathrooms. Okay. Like I mean, I just quotes. you know I go straight live tour when you say live, but yes, <laughs> he loves it. Any Saudis out there, send them on a contract. <laughs> Greg, Greg, give the guy a contract. You'll come out of retirement. I tell you what. <laughs> Could be, yeah, it's a possibility, you know. Travel the world. They're in Singapore this week. They're right? playing, literally playing right now as we speak. Yeah, I know. This time right now. But yeah. Shotgun right now. For real. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. be on the seventh tee starting right now. You could be 17 over, but you've got a transfusion and a cigar in hand. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Minimum Gans 150 on the week. For real. 150K, huh? <laughs> Last place, right? That's that's not a bad week. That's a, a that's a tour win on some tours. What a gig. That's that's more well, that's about Corn Ferry this year. Now they bumped the purses up finally. First time in fourteen years. Yeah. It's all because of live. Well, I shouldn't say first time in fourteen years. They started doing it two years ago and I thought that was amazing. But yeah, no, they've they're making strides. Yeah. Love it. Well we we gotta finish with that. So I basically say live. Ferdy says laugh, and then we all together say Luke. It's so, it's, so it's live, laugh, lube. So it's live, rather laugh, than and then we all say lube. You know. Lube. So lube. Like L-O. Yeah. Loop. Yeah. yeah. Lube. Not lube. But yeah, no, we, we appreciate you, come, you coming on, inviting us to your house, getting some stories, some tales, drinking multiple Coors Lights. Coors Lights. Um, yes. Costco you know. special. <laughs> so we will finish the app. Appreciate you. Make Proud sure you subscribe, on. users. Remember that, oh, Marcus? You bastards. Subscribe, you bastards. <laughs> you guys sure. This is good stuff. This is good content. Leave us a review. And yeah. Brad's you, Brad's pumped because he's he's got his missus is taking care of the kids, so it's beautiful. This is a Friday night. He so honestly, I am gonna get a text garage. from Bru- I'm gonna get a text from Bruno in the next couple of days and be like, Can you make sure that you like text me saying like oh this is gonna be like a bi <laughs> weekly thing so I can get out of the house <laughs> So I can just sit in the garage and do and have some have some brews. The boys told me this could help the live contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you wanna be set for life with live? Babe, do you, do you wanna move out of this house and we can have three of them? <laughs> Baby, you gotta let me have my time. Brilliant. She's on board. <laughs> Alright then. Live. Laugh. Live. Live.